Hey friend, I'm just going to say it like it is, or at least how someone else said it in something I read recently. Most busyness comes from our wild, ongoing attempts to please others. True that. And my apologies to the author of that mic drop quote. I would give you credit, but I can't remember where I read it. Only that I read it, and it stuck with me. Now, whether you've labeled yourself a people pleaser or not, you have to admit a lot of what we run around doing is because of the expectations we receive or perceive from those around us. We say yes to a lot of people and things, but are they what we're really called to? And if you're serious about redeeming your time this fall, you're going to have to let those go and actually say the N word. No. Why do we as Christian women feel bad about saying no? And how do you get comfortable with saying no when you're at capacity or it's just not a fit for you? On today's episode, I have three ways to lovingly say no without the guilt. Who needs some permission to do that right now? You too? Okay, then let's dive in together with God, of course. Hey, busy girl. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast. Do you wish you were able to actually follow through on intentions and know where God wants you to focus? Do you find yourself looking up daily routines, time management, or life balance? Do you try to stick to your priorities, but find yourself overwhelmed and overcommitted because you said yes yet again? That's not the life he intends for you. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management coach, priorities protector, and recovering to-do list girl. And I get it. I filled my plate with all the things and felt stretched too thin and only half present. I wanted to say no without the guilt so I could be available for what mattered most. But I felt like I didn't have enough time, energy, or self-discipline to make it all happen. Then, God led me to manage my time with faith as a foundation. On this podcast, you'll discover how to know what He's called you to, make the best use of your time, and overcome distractions so you can be more present and lovingly say no. It's time to give your best time and attention to what matters in this season and in light of eternity. Grab something to sip and open up your heart and calendar. I'm about to show you how to redeem your time with God at the center of it all. You ready? I'm really thankful I was a part of Lissa's group coaching program. I really love the way she structured it and the content of it. It starts and centers around a with God life and growing in faith. And Lissa helped us to really flesh that out as well as specific intentions and then plans and the tools to follow through with them. So before the program, I always do have a lot going on and there's things that I want to do, but a lot of my desires just didn't happen because of not being intentional or because the plan just seemed too overwhelming. So since being a part of Lissa's program, I've had the opportunity to evaluate eight key areas of my life and have specific things to work on in each one. And I really enjoyed her 12-week plan to help me implement a project that God was leading me to do, but that previously I just didn't have the tools for. And now, as I move forward, I have those tools and the training that she received that I could go back over to keep helping me to uh, structure my time and my responsibilities and a plan to evaluate regularly 
So I am looking forward to using all these things moving forward. Thank you, Wendy. It's been such a joy to walk with you over these 12 weeks together and to watch your faith and intention grow as you flesh out your With God Life vision and get more specific about where your time and intention is going. I think everyone listening can relate to having things you want to do, but those desires not happening, either because you don't have a plan to be intentional or because, well, it all just feels too overwhelming. That's why we work inside the Redeemer Time program to take that bigger with God vision and break it down into actionable steps that you actually follow through on because you have time for it, because you're implementing the time management strategies that we cover. What are some of those strategies? Well, a time audit to know where your time is going, an ideal weekly time template to direct where you want it to go, and then habit and routine flows to consistently give your time and attention to what you want to grow in the eight key areas. Not to mention the distraction-proof and growth tools for continued growth. And here's the thing that I've heard from so many women who've gone through the Redeemer Time program. Maybe you notice this too. They say that it's not the same as all the others that didn't get them very far. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of time management programs out there that will get into your calendar and show you all those tips and techniques to be more productive in your day. But what sets Redeem Her Time apart is that we are about purposivity. We don't just go straight into your calendar, but we get into your heart first to identify where God is leading, to assess where you are currently in those eight key areas, and then to start moving forward. Speaking of which, have you downloaded the free Redeem Her Time worksheet? This one-page tool will help you make it simple to look at where God is leading in this next season as we step into fall. And where you want to put your intentions. So I've been talking about it all month So we're getting as we're getting ready for the challenge, but if you haven't grabbed it yet, be sure to do that before we start the challenge next Monday. You can head over to redeemhertime.com forward slash worksheet, and then I'll drop it in your inbox. And speaking of tools that you can download, hint, hint, there are a few more free resources coming next week on the challenge that will really make things practical and tactical to help you make the best use of your time in this season, so you are gonna to wanna to be part of it. Here's how to get ready. Step one, follow the podcast on your favorite platform. There are gonna be short episodes dropping next week, Monday through Thursday, with a take action assignment at the end, so you're going to want to be listening to the show. And you're also gonna to wanna to do step two, join the Redeem Her Time community, because that's not only where we'll talk more about what we've learned and how we're applying it, but where someone will be drawn each day to win one of my favorite resources to make the best use of your time, just for doing your homework. And someone at the end of the week is going to win a VIP scholarship to the Redeem Her Time program. But you need to be inside the community in order to participate in that. On Friday, we're gonna be going live instead of being on the podcast. So again, for sure, you're gonna to wanna to be inside the community. That's why I'm gonna highly recommend that you head to redeemhertime.com forward slash community now. So that way you'll be ready and you can start connecting with other amazing women like Wendy who want to make the best use of their time in this season and in light of eternity too. And be thinking about women you know that might want to not only get back control of their time, but give it over to him. Share this episode with them so they can be a part of what is coming too. Now, you know I always make it easy for you. 
I'll drop all the links to get ready in the show notes. So be sure to pop over there after we dive into what gets your yes this fall and how to lovingly say no to the rest. Are you ready for some permission and direction on how to do that? Be honest. Have you ever said or thought things like this? I dread saying yes, but I feel powerless to say no. I hope there's more to life than my to-do list. I'm a little overwhelmed and a lot worn out. I'm drowning in regrets of too many commitments. I know we've all heard it. No is a complete sentence. So why is it so hard to say just two letters? Now, your answer will vary, but what I found is that it's mostly based on how you respond to expectations. So let's start with the definition. Lissa, what exactly is an expectation? Well, I did the homework. An expectation is a strong belief that someone will or should achieve something. Ever felt any of those? Trying to match elusive beauty standards, achieve work-life balance, maintain a Pinterest-worthy home, properly balance emotions, do all the things for your family, be the right kind of leader or follower, show up at expected events, post your smile on social, know what's going on in the world. Let's be honest. There are demands on our time and attention all around us, from family and friends, from bosses and teams, from churches and pastors, communities and cultures, media and social, and some of them are very well-meaning. There are lots of external expectations, but what about the ones from inside us? That's what I call an obligation. So I look that one up too. An obligation is an act, duty, or commitment to which a person is bound. That, my friend, is an internal expectation because it's about what you think you need to do. Now, I've been finding this really interesting lately, so I've been diving into a lot of conversations with women just like you and digging into some resources and asking the question, what moves you? What is it that gets you off the couch? And what is it that keeps you going? Why do you say yes to whatever it is you say yes to? And you know what I found? It's typically based on our response to expectations, both the external ones and the internal ones. And you can pretty much put them into four main categories. Now, before I share the four categories, I just want to give this caveat. There is no right or wrong, better or worse. It's just an awareness of knowing yourself and knowing your strengths and weaknesses. So are you ready for the four categories? I want you to listen with yourself in mind and think about which one is your typical response to expectations. So the first one is an accommodator. They often respond to external expectations and they'll wake up in the morning and say, what do I need to do today and for who? Then we have investigators. They are the ones who respond to internal expectations. They wake up in the morning and say, what do I need to do today and why? The sustainer is the one who responds to both external and internal expectations. They wake up in the morning and say, what do I need to do and when? And the challenger, well, they don't respond to either. They wake up in the morning and say, I have to do what? I'll do it if I feel like it. I'm curious, which one most resonates with you? Now, just know this, we all show signs of all four in different situations, right? But we do all have a primary response 
and sometimes dip into ones that are overlapping. I'm going to put out a whole lot more content to come on all of this and how to navigate expectations with God. But for day for today, I want just to use this to focus on knowing yourself and helping you understand why you say yes and how to say no. Because if you're an accommodator, you have a need to please others, which is often why you say yes. The problem is that oftentimes you're saying no to yourself. So instead, you need to learn to also say yes to what you need, not just other people. What about you investigators? You have a need to know why. So you say yes to things that make sense, which means that it's very easy for you to say no to something that just doesn't jive. Sustainers, well, you need to maintain order. So you are saying yes to both others and yourself. But sometimes it's hard for you to say yes to interruptions and changes. I know that full well because I am a full-blown sustainer. And challengers, well, I'm married to one, so I get to study this one every day. They have a need to not be pushed. But they will say yes when something really resonates deeply. Now, it's really great to know ourselves, but the ultimate source of truth is God's word. So what does God say about how we respond or should respond to external and internal expectations? Paul talked about it many times. Here are two of them I found. Galatians 1.10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And in Colossians 3.23-24, he says, Whatever you do, Work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So whether you're an accommodator, an investigator, a sustainer, or a challenger, as a daughter of God, you are called to please an audience of one. Who are you serving? Or like we often ask here on the podcast, Whose kingdom are you building? Yours? Others? God's? Remember, only one matters and only one lasts. But let's be honest. We live in a really demanding world with lots of requests on our time and attention. So many expectations and obligations. So how and when do you say yes? And how and when do you say no? Well, I found that we say yes in only three ways. Either we're joyful because we're given a full yes, we're resentful because we're given a forced yes, or we're not fully present with our yes because it's often a rushed yes. Perhaps you didn't think through all the factors that would allow you to show up fully present. So you may know where this is leading because you've probably heard me talk about this book on the podcast before. It's The Best Yes by Lisa Turkhurst. And she talks about the big difference between saying yes to everyone and saying yes to God. Tagline on the front says, making wise decisions in the midst of endless demands. Does that sound like Ephesians 5.15 that we talk about that says, look carefully how you live, not as unwise, but as wise? It's just a different way of looking at no. Instead, giving your best yes to what matters, what you're called to. And then by default, you're saying no to everything else. Because otherwise, 
there won't be space or time for the things that matter. This is also part of the process we go through inside the Redeem Her Time program when we do our with God life planning and we truly lean in to listen to his voice, not others or even just our own. What is it that matters most in this season? What does he want to get my best yes? And where does he want me to lovingly say no to the things that distract? Now, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Lissa, that sounds really selfish. Putting myself before others? (laughs) Well, that's easy if you're a challenger. It's not too bad if you're an investigator and it makes sense. It's a struggle if you're a sustainer who just wants to do the right thing. And it's really hard for my accommodators out there. But here's the thing. No matter which response you have, you can't pour from an empty cup. If you're not able to give and serve in the way that you are called to, then that, my friend, is what's selfish. And here's the, tr- the thing. We all have 24 hours in a day. That's why it's about how we steward it, what we say yes to, and what we say no to. Inside the five-day challenge, we're going to look at the five time blocks that every single woman out there has in her day. They may look different based on the season of life you're in, but all of us need two times that we're refilling and three times that we're pouring out. And then once we know those times in our day, then we start diving into saying yes to what should fill that time and no to what shouldn't. Now, Before I give you some ways that you can say your best yes or lovingly say no, I want to tell you a story about my sister-in-law. And friend, I just want you to know this has been a really impactful story in my life. Because here's the thing. It was a few years ago, and I had a project that I needed some help with. So I reached out to her and asked if she'd be willing to give me a few hours of her time. I don't think she responded back right away, which is not, you know, atypical of her. But when she did... She used these exact words. I'm sorry, this is not my best yes. Obviously, she had read this book before I had. But the problem was my response. At first, inside I was angry, because I felt like if it was me, I would have said yes. I would have helped you out, even if it wasn't my top priority. And then I was a little hurt that maybe she didn't think something that mattered to me really mattered at all. But then, the more I thought about it, I really felt deep respect that she was putting boundaries around her best yes and didn't want to give me one of those not quite fully present yeses. And in the end, it was better for both of us because we both only wanted a best yes. And guess what? That project, it really doesn't even matter now. So I'm glad that she had the courage and the faith to say, you know what? This isn't my best yes. So how do you do what my sister-in-law did? and give your best yes to the things that matter and lovingly say no to the rest. Well, I'm gonna give you the three steps that I promised you. And this is actually a combination between the things talked about in the book, The Best Yes, and one of my strategies for simplifying what's on your plate. Spoiler alert, we're gonna be talking about that inside the challenge. So make sure that you are paying attention, August 21 through 25. Okay, you ready for step number one? Step number one. Know that not everything matters. There are some things that can just be deleted. Just because somebody asks doesn't mean that you need to do it. And here's a great question to ask. Will the world keep spinning if I say no to this? There are a lot of those things that come across our plates from people we love, as well as 
impersonal people that are behind a screen. But we need to make sure that we have discernment to say right now, this is something that I'm going to delete. But you don't just have to ignore it if it's a person. Here's how you can lovingly say no. Are you ready for this? And feel free to write this down if you actually need some verbiage. Thanks for thinking of me, but this is not a best yes for me because my time and attention is focused elsewhere. That was almost exactly what my sister-in-law said to me. I'm giving you permission to say it and then move on and not think twice about it. Because I know you, especially you accommodators out there, and maybe a few sustainers, you might feel a little guilty even saying something like that. Number two, you need to know that not everything matters just to you and that you are not the only person who can say yes. In that case, it's wise to delegate. What is something that does matter? But like I said, you're not the only person who can do it. Somebody else could do it. An organization or a system could do it. A tool or a strategy or something else could take care of that. Here's a great way to respond if you've gotten one of those requests. Thanks for thinking of me, but I don't have space on my plate to give you my best yes. Have you considered dot, 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 and fill in the blank with a person's name or something else that could help them? I'm giving you permission to let go and let someone else say yes, because maybe if you take up that space, then they are not able to be serving and pouring out the way God has called them to. And step number three, knowing not everything matters at the same time. That's true, right? In that case, you need to intentionally delay something. Now, when I talk about delay, I often give this caveat. Delay is not the same as procrastinate. Procrastinate is the thing that you know it's yours to do. You're the only one who can do it. And now is the time. This is something that does matter, but maybe you just can't give it your best yes right now. So a great way to respond to that. Thanks for thinking of me, but this is not my best yes right now. Would you mind circling back in a few months? You're actually giving them permission or yourself to circle back. Because here's the thing. We only have so much time. That's why we need to have a right perspective on our time so that we can steward it well by not saying yes to everything and being willing to say no. Because every yes you say to someone or something is saying no to many other things. I love the psalmist posture in Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Or in another translation, teach us to use wisely all the time we have. That, my friend, is the best yes way and the redeem her time way. So as we head into a new season, pay attention to what is before you. Ask yourself, what gets my yes? Why is it getting my yes? And what doesn't get my yes? And like I said, the five-day Redeem Your Time This Fall Challenge is going to introduce you to the system and support to say yes to what matters, not only in this season, but also in light of eternity. And we're going to help you say no to anything that distracts or is taking up valuable space. So I'm going to invite you, make sure that you are following the show so you don't miss the episodes, August 21 through 25, and be sure that you are in our community where we're going to be doing a lot of having fun, putting things into practice and drawing some prizes. Speaking of the community, I want here to share with you today's community question. Which one is your typical response to expectations? Are you an accommodator? Are you an investigator? 
Are you a sustainer or are you a challenger? And then if you want to go even deeper, I challenge you to ask this question and answer this for yourself. How will that self-awareness help you give your best yes this fall and help you lovingly say no? I get that this can be hard, no matter what your typical response to external and internal expectations. So that's why we're doing it together and with God. Let's pray. God, thank you for the way that you have made us. You have uniquely created us in different ways, and that is why we respond in such different patterns. Help us not to see these things as weaknesses or less thans, but as gifts from you that give us a new awareness of where you are leading and how we are responding. Lord, I thank you for the time that you've given us. I thank you for the opportunities that you've put across our path. And I pray that you would give my dear sister discernment to know if what is being asked of her is an invitation from you that will lead towards building your kingdom, or if it's just a distraction. And may she have the courage and faith to say yes to those things that do and no to those that don't. Thank you that we don't have to do this alone, that we have other kingdom-minded women who are also on this journey with us, and that your spirit is always with us to show us the way to go. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay, friend, I will see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community, where we're going to talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, you do have all the time you need for what he has called you to in this season and in light of eternity. Follow his example to create a rightly ordered schedule in a rightly ordered heart, because you are here for such a time as this. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real life answers too. Speaking of which, Grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing, together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15-minute strategy session, or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.